challenge us to step out in faith. And we give you all honor and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. You may be seated. I want to thank our handsome pastor, amen, and Sister Chell and the ministerial team for the opportunity to be able to come up here and share the word of God. You know, it's, it's a privilege to be able to work with these mighty men of valor in the home. Now, I love the way they come in, but I love better the way they go out. And I know God is raising up an army. Amen? If you could turn your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 4. See, many of us think that God only uses spiritual giants to do his work. But that's not true. Nothing can be farther from the truth. Fortunately, it's just common people like you and I that God chooses and he uses in a miraculous way. Just like the men and the women in our victory homes. Amen? In the very near future, we're going to see women being raised up. And God's going to use them to send out as missionaries, UTC, MTC, all over the world. Because we really believe that the not just the women's home, but both the men's home and the women's home, they are the backbone of our ministry. Most of our pastors and pastors' wives, they come through the homes. They come through the homes. If you tell you, I don't know, it's like 95% or something. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know exact numbers. But I know that God uses ordinary people. No matter how you come in, God's able to mold you and shape you and send you out right. Amen. He chooses us to be empowered. Not just them, but you guys too. All of us. We're all in the same boat. If you have your Bibles, we're going to read Acts chapter 4. We're going to be bouncing around there a little bit. We're going to look at 13 and 14 right now. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished that they took and took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who'd been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. See, God wants to use you and I, you and I, everybody say me, to do signs and wonders. God wants to use you so people can be astonished of the power of God. See, God is in the miracle working business. You don't need to have degrees and all this stuff, although it's good. Learning is good. Everybody say learning is good. Right, Pastor Paul? Vetti's good. But it's not mandatory. God can still use your life. No matter what, what area you're in, what season you're in right now, God can use your life. They had just been used by God in healing a crippled man that was crippled from birth. They were dragged in front of the religious leaders for interrogation. Some of us know what that's about. Oh, yeah, you act like you've never been interrogated. Come on. This is VO, right? Most of us have been there. Hello. I know this side. Of the, a lot of them. Over there. Anyway. <laughs> but see, Peter answered that it was by the name of Jesus Christ that the man had been healed. Why? Because it wasn't their power. They understood it was not their power. They understood it was only by the name of Jesus. And they had nothing they could say because they had been with Christ. Amen? The high priest and the other leaders were astonished because they thought they were unlearned and ignorant men. How could they do a miracle? How could they be used to do such a fantastic work that we can't do? 
because they hadn't been with Jesus. It's not about religion, folks. It's about being with Jesus. Once you spend your time and opportunities going after Christ, let me, let me tell you, he's easy to catch. He's not on the run like some of us used to be. But he's right there waiting for you to catch him. I talked about that before. Tag your ear, right? And he don't run away. But see, the priests, the scribes, and the elders, they suffer for something that's very bad, elitism. Elitism. They believe only people in high positions could be used by God. That's what they believed. They didn't appreciate the average normal people. Elitism continues today. Some religious people say, you know what, you could never be used by God. Nobody could use an ex-drug addict for his honor and glory. I remember when we got to the Philippines back in 1994. We still didn't have a church. We didn't have a home. So we would go introduce the ministry to different churches there in Manila. And one, one of the pastors asked me to share my testimony. I didn't even get into the good stuff. I just gave him like baby stuff. And he stood up and he said, thank God we're not like them. Him and his 50 people. Hello. But see, there's still that going on today. People look down on people like us. But let me tell you, God chose you to make miracles, signs, and wonders, and do great things in his kingdom. Because he's going to get the glory. Amen? God uses ordinary, everyday, common people, like Peter and John, to do great things. Let me look at some more examples out of, that we see out of Acts. Acts 22, 12 through 13. A man named Ananias came to see me as Paul's talking about his experience. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very moment, I was able to see him. See, Paul was describing the, the, the time when he remember he was blinded on the road. And all of a sudden, he got led into the city. And, they, and then Ananias came to him and told him, we're going to pray for you right now. And restored his blindness. He did it. But what more do we know about Ananias? He was just an ordinary guy. I don't think he was a great preacher. We don't hear nothing in the book, in the book of Acts about him. Or in the epistles. I don't think he was an elder. Or even a leader. All we know about him is that he was devout and respected. He was a disciple. That's all we know. See, it's interesting... An apostle was healed by a disciple. I don't know if you're catching this right now. An apostle was healed, a, former, a future apostle was healed by a disciple. See, we tend to get it backwards. We expect these spiritual giants to come and lay hands on us so we can get healed. No, it's backwards. Oh, you you got to pray for each other. That's what the Bible says. You don't need to wait for the pastor to pray for you, although we will. But you can pray for one another and get your miracle on. You see somebody in the street, you don't need a degree. You just go out there and lay hands on that person. Begin to love that person. Begin to listen to that person. God's going to use you the same way he uses anybody else. He's no respecter of person. Amen? See, using spiritual giants has never been God's plan. Even from the beginning, he charged ordinary, everyday, common people even supposedly ignorant people, to do his work, including you and I. 
including the men and the women in our victory homes, not just here, but all over the world. Because I've seen some men of God be raised up through our homes. Powerful. Women too, powerful men and women of God that began to do different things all over the place, man. Some of them didn't even ask permission. Hello. They just take off and they start doing miracle signs and wonders. I had one guy, our very first graduate in Manila. His name was Nandine. You know, he had a little beard, long hair. He lived in Mindanao. That was like the radical Muslim area. Crazy place. I get a letter. I was, going, I was like down in the dumps one day. I was like, I want to leave, you know. Not just you guys. Sometimes we feel like that too. <laughs> and I felt like leaving. And I was like really depressed. I told my wife, I don't know if I can take this anymore. And I get a letter. And it's from Nanding. And this was years later. He goes, I heard you took over Manila. I just want you to know I'm doing what you taught me in Mindanao. I'm knocking on doors. I'm leading people to Jesus Christ. Man, talk about a pickup. Ordinary people. That's who God uses. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's going to use you. What about Moses? He was tending sheep in the desert. And God began to use him. Come back and he, he got all the people set free. He led them out of Egypt. What about Daniel? He was in captivity and slavery in Babylon. But then he became assistant to the king. See, God has a tendency to go where no one else wants to go. To find people nobody else wants. And raise them up. For his honor and his glory. Are you guys with me here tonight? Today? I feel like it's nighttime. I've been up since 3 in the morning. Amen. Feels late to me. What about Peter and John? These guys were fishermen. At the Sea of Galilee. Think about it. Ordinary people. Fishermen, they were pretty rough, man. You know, they were pretty rough. But there's many examples of ordinary people doing extraordinary things for God. Including what you're going to be doing. Well, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 26 through 29. It explains it dead on right here. This should be one of our founding scriptures, but it's not. But Pastor Sonny says it a lot. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of this world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. See, this is an amazing message. When God calls people, he tends not to call the wise. He doesn't call the influential. He doesn't call the ones with noble birth. Excuse me. No, in his wisdom, God chooses the foolish, the weak, the lowly, the despised. I don't know about you. When I came, I was very much all those. All those, man. They were all in my bank. Hello. But why does God do that? So we can't boast about what we've done. Because we know where we come from. We know where we've been. We know what we did. And all of a sudden, man, God begins to use our lives for his honor and glory. And he gets all the glory. Because we know who we are. We don't deserve anything. But God. God. Thank God. 
I thank God every day for my salvation. I thank God every single day for these men in the home, for my family, for this church, every single day. Because I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. But God. Everybody say, but God. God doesn't need our wisdom, our influential positions to accomplish what he wants to do. He don't need that. He doesn't want us to boast in our own abilities and say, oh, we're successful in ministry. No, we're not. Only God could be successful in ministry. When God raises up a man or a woman that's been where we've been and done what we've done, he gets all the glory. See, when God uses what the world calls foolish and weak and lowly or despised, then God gets all the glory. Acts 5, we're going to be reading 15 and 16. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick, their tormented by evil spirits, and all, everybody say all, all of them were healed. A lowly guy, a guy that was working on the docks, a guy that was all messed up. He came from humble birth, blue-collar job, but he had a powerful ministry. He worked hard, I'm sure, before he got saved. He played hard before he got saved, and he probably drank hard before he got saved. That's what they did in those days. Oh, they do that today too, right? How could I forget? But see, the anointing of God on him was so powerful that people got healed in his shadow. Can you imagine that? The anointing, because he had been with Jesus. That's the key. When you be with Jesus, I get a little ebonic right now. When you be with Jesus, he be with you. But see, this tells us that the Lord can take men and women from the humblest of circumstance and put his anointing on them and use them in a powerful way. Nothing is impossible for our God. See, we see something similar in Matthew. Remember, he was a tax collector. His occupation was despised. They hated him. Nobody likes tax collectors, even now. But back then, they were thieves, man. They were stealing the money. They were booking them. Because Rome would say, take this much, they take more. And everybody knew it. Everybody knew, but they couldn't do anything. They were protected by the Romans. So everybody despised these. They didn't want nothing to do with them. But see, God was able to turn that around. Are you with me? In Luke 10, 21, in the King James Version, it says this. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hid these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them unto babes. Unto babes. So how would the Lord have us come to him? Not as wise, not as prudent, either in our own sight or even the world's sight, but rather as babes. As babes. Let me tell you, God's not impressed with your puny little intellect. He's not impressed at all of how much you think you know. That doesn't impress God. What impresses God is an openness, teachability, availability. Being there, say, God, mold me and shape me. Do whatever you need to do within my life. Here I am, God. 
That's what impresses God. Being humble before his throne. The humble be exalted. See, he's touched by humility and teachability. You see, a person like a babe, God can train. God can fill with power. And God can use in a powerful way. Listen, take Veti. That's good stuff. You need to take it. I'm taking the next sim. But also you need to get trained. Whatever God has for you, you need training. That's why we have opportunities in different. We have Fresh Start going right now. Then we have the MTC, the UTC. These are all great things, and we need these tools. Don't get me wrong. We need this stuff. But through it all, you've got to remember that God uses things that are hidden from the wise and the learned. And he reveals them to those that are like little children. Those that are like little children. No agendas. Are you guys with me? Humble, open, and teachable. Humble, open, and teachable. Was that hot? Oh, you got to be hot for God. Honest, open, teachable. If you're hot for God, he's going to be hot for you. Are you catching this? You want to get hot? Be honest, open, and teachable. Mark 6, 1, and also 3a says this. Jesus left there and went to his hometown. And they said in 3a, isn't this the carpenter? Whoa, wait a minute. He's another example. Another example. He's the supreme example. See, the second person of the Trinity came to this earth, not as royalty in the world's view, but as an obscure baby. A babe. Are you with me? Born in a stable, who grew up in a humble part of Israel that nobody even wanted to go to. And he worked as a carpenter, blue-collar job. Blue-collar job. It wasn't by accident that the Son of God did this. He wanted to show us the humility that God requires. This is what God wants, humility. If you're all pride in your own bad self, he don't want to use you. He's not going to use you. The prideful get cast down, but the humble are exalted. Are you guys with me today? Look at Acts chapter 2, 16 through 18. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And yes, I'm still seeing visions. For those of you that thought I was dreaming dreams, amen. You'll get that on the way home. So how do we minister in the supernatural? How do we prophesy and dream spiritual dreams and visions? Well, the answer is in these verses. Supernatural ministry comes from the outpouring of God's Spirit upon His people. We need an outpouring of God's Spirit. But we've got to have our heart in right position. Because if you want to see the Spirit poured out, then you've got to take the right position. Where God can pour it out in your life. When you're humble, open, teachable. Amen? Amen. These people had just received the baptism in Acts chapter 1. The very first day of the church. The very first day. 
It wasn't just on the leaders, but it was even on the common, ordinary folks. Everybody got baptized. Everybody got baptized. Like tongues of fire, the Bible says, right? Hot. Because they were humble, open, teachable. It wasn't just given to the apostles, but to the sons and daughters, young men and old men, both servants, both men and women. Whoever was there got filled with the Holy Ghost. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is here for you today. God wants to pour it out liberally. He doesn't say, well, I'm, I'm going to hide this thing. No, God's not like that. He wants to give you an abundance. He just wants to pour you so much that you're overflowing. And it's overflowing into the streets and the highways and the byways. And you begin to use my God with miracle signs. and what. That's what God wants to do. But you've got to let him fill you. You've got to get rid of that pride, that arrogance. It's got to go. You've got to be humble, open, and teachable. That's the only way it works. It's the only way he works, I should say. The power of God that comes with it in Acts 1.8 will make you effective no matter where God has you. Whatever season you are in your life, you'll still be effective. Remember, God uses ordinary people. See, Moses, the shepherd, God used him powerfully to release the people. Was he perfect? No. He made mistakes along the way. I'm sure we all have. If you haven't, please pray for me because I tend to make quite a few. Even though I pray first, I still make mistakes. Amen? He used Daniel as slave. A slave. Peter and John, fishermen. And you. You're right there in that same boat. God wants to use you. He wants to use your life if you will only let him. But you've got to give your heart as the worship team comes. I told Pastor I was going to go quick. I'm obedient. Last time I went too long. Amen? But you've got to give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to. Then you can move forward in his power, in his might. To minister effectively. And that's what we want. We want to minister to our family, our children. People we see out there in the streets, man. We need to fill our women's home. We need to get more guys in our men's home. We never stop. We never stop. Because there's so many hurting people, man. Everywhere you look. It breaks my heart, man, to see these women out there. I see one on A Street. She's got like six or seven shopping carts. I don't know what she does with all those shopping carts. But that's her pad. She's just laying on the ground, man. We got to get these people. Got to get them. Empty buildings in Hayward are like it used to be in Oakland. People are just living in there, man. It's filthy. And they lost. They're fighting for it because this is mine. They don't know. They don't know. How are they going to know if we don't tell them? How are they going to know? But if we don't go out in power, there's not going to be any change. They're still going to be stuck. Still going to be stuck. God wants to use you. 
It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter who you've hurt or even who hurt you. Where you come from, it doesn't matter. I know some of you have been hurt deeply, physically, emotionally, abused. I understand that. God knows that too. But one thing good, man, when you receive the filling of the Holy Spirit, He can heal those wounds. Man can't heal it. Doctors can't heal it. Psychiatrists can't heal it. But God can heal it. God can heal it. If you've been hurt, if you've been hurt, I want you to know one thing. God wants you to know that He loves you. He loves you so much that He sent His Son to die for you. And all you've got to do is receive Him. That's all you've got to do. I want us to stand, and we're going to do a worship song. I'm going to open the altar. I'm not going to make a big thing of it. But if you need Jesus and the filling of the Holy Spirit, you need a healing, a miracle, emotional, physical, come to the front. Come to the front. Let, let God do what He wants to do, man. He wants to do it.